Welcome to the vast, radical, middle conspiracy. Accept no imitations. Tom Hartman. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Sometimes you know what you know. Sometimes you know what you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes uh, it seems that it's even worse than that. Know that you're wrong. But you fear you're right. You suspect you're out of sync. It thinks that you're out Could it be, as the Firesign Theater says, uh, that everything we know about Christianity is wrong? Frank Viola is with us. He is the co-author of a new book, Pagan Christianity, Exploring the Roots of Our Church Practices. Uh, So the essence of the book, I found this absolutely fascinating, that you are a dedicated and committed Christian. You uh, consider yourself to be really a first-century Christian, that is, as in uh, perhaps arguably even pre-Pauline church. That would be another question for you, but uh, certainly the the apostolic church. And that you're, you're active in this house church movement and you're suggesting that modern Christianity in both its Protestant and Catholic forms is essentially paganism. Well, <laughs> that's a bit overstating it. We do have the title pagan Christianity with a question mark. And essentially what we're saying, Tom, and George Barna, by the way, is the other author and he is, mm-hmm. he is considered to be the most quoted person right now and, Christian faith. He's a researcher, and uh, we teamed up to do this book, and what we are essentially doing is we're tracing where we got all of the traditions and practices that most of us, whether we're Catholics or Protestant, observe every week when we, quote-unquote, go to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And that would begin with the building, it would begin with the liturgy, it would go into the sermon, uh, the priest, the pastor, the whole leadership structure of the institutional church. And when we study where all this came from, we find some fascinating things. One of them is that none of this, very little, let's put it that way, of what we do for church has any points of contact with Jesus Christ himself or even with the apostles, including Paul. Much of this was picked up by the Greco-Roman culture that surrounded the church. And as William Durant once said, Christianity did not destroy paganism, it adopted it. And so we have brought many uh, traditions, most of which were uh, borrowed in the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th centuries, right into the Christian church. And here we are in the 21st century, (laughs) and we are repeating those same things, never thinking about why we do what we do. Yeah, now I assume that probably the major turning point was the Second Council of Constantinople when Rome essentially officially adopted Christianity as a religion? Yes, absolutely. It was 366, as I recall, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, well, 325 also is a major turning point. Uh, That's when Constantine became emperor. Uh And this is when the the streams of, of the Christian faith became, in our judgment, somewhat polluted and mixed. The whole reason why we wrote this book, Tom, is because we are seeing... Right now in our day, huge monumental change. We're seeing cultural shifts happening. 
Uh, we're seeing huge political, monumental changes in the political landscape. And we're seeing huge changes happening in the religious world. Every year, one million Christians in the United States leave the institutional church. Mm-hmm. And many of them, interestingly enough, are not leaving their faith. They're not leaving Jesus Christ, their commitment, their devotion to Christ. Right, it's what Robert Schuller used to refer to, and probably still does, as the great unchurched. Absolutely. And if you expand that worldwide, you have 112 million Christians who are not attending an institutional yeah. or a traditional so church. So let's, let's talk about some of the specific pagan practices. First of all, to define pagan, you know, I have friends who are modern pagans, and their sense of paganism is that it is a celebration of all life on earth, that all of creation is sacred, that the earth itself is sacred, right. that, that, uh, as well as human life. And frankly, I don't find that inconsistent with Christianity, and I think it's probably a positive thing rather than this dominionist perspective that the only thing sacred is humanity and everything else is, you know, this kind of Aristotelian view that everything else is just a machine out there for right. our, for our use. So, right. uh, wouldn't it be actually kind of a good thing if there was a certain amount of the, uh, the, 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 the I guess core paganism brought into Christianity? But what you're pointing out are the, are the, uh, practices, in some cases arguably even tribal practices from from two three thousand years ago uh, of priesthood basically that have been brought into christianity right well i'll give you one example one example would be the hierarchical leadership structure uh... you find the roots of that in babylon and then it was perfected in rome and it was adopted straight into the christian church and we now see in most of the traditional churches we have a clergy laity division well this did not exist in the first century it did not exist in the time of jesus among his followers in fact he very clearly said to them that the gentiles lorded over and the gentiles have a structure where there's one in the top and some on the bottom and he condemned hierarchical leadership structures because of the division it created in the community of the believers who followed him he said it shall not be so among you and as one scholar put it, he said, when the Greeks got the gospel, they turned it into a philosophy. When the Romans got it, they turned it into a government. When the Europeans got it, they turned it into a culture. And when the Americans got it, they turned it into a business. Yeah. And the average church today is a business organization. It's modeled after General Motors and Microsoft. And uh, the pastor is the CEO or the priest. And you have a hierarchy which separates God's people into a laity and clergy. And we are simply saying that this did not come yeah. from the original founding you know, it's of always, Christianity. It's redefined. Absolutely. Church. It's always seemed very inconsistent to me. I, I, I About a decade ago or so, I've, for 30 years I've done uh, volunteer work with an international relief organization based out of Germany, Kinder and Nugent Hillsburg Salem, saleminternational.org is their website. And uh, I, I was sent into India to take over a, a blind children's home and a leper colony on behalf of this organization from an organization there that was run by a local, an Indian Lutheran minister. This was actually it was probably more like 15 years ago. And he took me on Sunday around to a whole bunch of different 
community churches, and these were like literally mud huts out in the bush, you know, or out in the, you know, we were way out in the middle of nowhere. And he would stand up and he'd give these great speeches and, 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 you know, point to me and basically expected me to give a great speech. And about the third one where I, I I just got tired of standing up in front of the group and the the whole thing of him being the, the, you know, and all these people are squatting on the ground listening. The third one I said, uh, I'm not going to give a speech. I want somebody to bring me a bowl and some water. (laughs) <laughs> and and I washed the feet of everybody in that uh, in under in that hut, oh, you know. And it was about beautiful. thirty, forty people. And he was absolutely horrified. He was uh, the, this is he's uh, was an ordained Lutheran minister, but he was a local Indian, you know. And he had just been brought into this hierarchy, and he was horrified. And we left, and he was like, "Why did you do that?" And I said, "Because that's what you should be doing. That's what absolutely. I, at least that, that's See, what you, I would, you know." Absolutely, you just broke tradition. And this is what we are attempting to do in this book. We are challenging traditions that have been baptized and wrapped in swaddling clothes and labeled Christians, and we are saying these things are, in fact, in disharmony with authentic Christianity, which is very much uh, what you have just described. It's capturing a a functioning uh, group of believers that live as a community, that love one another. Well, in the first century, the Christian faith absolutely shook the Roman Empire to its foundations, because this was a group of people who had joy and compassion. Uh, they were There was no divisions among them. They loved one another to the hilt. And we have a Christianity today that's been basically absorbed into the culture, and much of it goes back to, as I say, the 4th and 5th centuries. It's irrelevant, it's outdated, and people are attracted to Jesus still, but they are turned off and bored with church. And this is why we've written this book, is to to pinpoint some of the reasons. Yeah, and and well said. Frank, we're out of time, but the book is Pagan Christianity, the website paganchristianity.org, O-R-G. Frank Viola is the author, or the co-author, along with George Barna. Frank, thanks a lot for being with us today. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate it. And and I as well. 16 minutes past the hour. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with our economy in the next segment, and we'll be picking up your calls at 866-303-2270 on pretty much any topic you want today. Stick around. You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program, where despair is not an option. Get active. 